It's the Tahi with Omalo and Evie. February 29th. It's a Thursday. It's a leap year. Do uh, we have an Olympics this year? Oh my God, we do. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah, because I forgot the 2020 Olympics were in like 2021 or mm, two. Yeah. And they had, but it was still branded Tokyo yeah. 2020 because they already spent the money. Mm. Oh, that's crazy. I do love the Olympics. And I do love a leap year. My niece is born today. Happy birthday, Bruzy Bell. She born on. She's born on a leap year. She's three. So, wait. Well, she's actually 12. Oh, my God. That's but today's like... her third birthday, and it's my favorite gag to do. Is How to old is she, like, 12? She's 12. Damn. But she's had, this is her third birthday. That is so funny. There's, I think I've mentioned this before, but the strange musicals that I loved as a child, mm. um, there's one of them, the whole storyline is this guy is born on a leap year, and he's 21, and so he doesn't have to be a pirate anymore. But then they're like, jokes, you're actually five, so... You. And that's the whole thing. That's but she's joke. probably too old to actually ever enjoy that now, so... Yeah, probably. Anyway. Uh, she, um, I did hear her the other day, because we took her with us to Samoa, and um, uh, I played, uh, what's the Savage in a Radna song called? They don't know. They don't know. Yeah. And she was singing along the lyrics. And I was like, the song came out. She was born in 2012. She, she was born kn- in 2012. Yeah. I can't believe there are human beings born in 2012. Right? And she, but she knew that song. I was very proud of her. She, I heard her singing the song, and I was like, that a girl. Yeah, she better know that song. Yeah. That she's song's al- the best song. She's also a Nicki Minaj fan. Yeah, but that's fine. We're not, we, we would never say anything bad about Nicki Minaj on this show. I, You know what? I wake up some days just still struggling with with what has happened because mm. one thing about me, <laughs> loved Nicki Minaj. <laughs> like, not... would take bullet for. Mm. Like, love. Mm. It's a hard time at the moment. It I don't know. Yeah. Oh, oh, by the way, we forgot to talk about my favourite bit I did while I was on leave. I kept, oh replying, to, I kept replying to the Teams chat. Because yeah. you know what I realised? I didn't set up my outer office. So I just kept getting pinged. Oh, yeah. I was funny because... Yeah, we saws in Samoa, Samoa. And, and we were like, I'll be like, oh, I was like, I'm running late or something, and you're like, me too, lol, and I was like, all right, and then it just you just kept doing it, and I was at, well, if we were at a certain point, I was like, you just gonna do this bit the whole time you're away, and you were like, Ugh. yeah, I think I said I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great bit, but I also knew very clearly it was gonna annoy the shit out of you. I everyone. just every time I saw you replying because I knew you were away, yeah. it made me think something had happened like mm. something important or bad or like you know like like oh no and then you'll just be like <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna work from home today too okay yeah, 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 my yeah, yeah. i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. hey coming up on the show today we have a ton going on um from guests tom grew and double parked west auckland band my westie besties uh-huh. i've never met them before <laughs> but they're my westie besties <laughs> They're joining us on the show later on, as well as a ton of really important news that broke yesterday that we got to crack on into. Of course, our first story, News Hub. Yeah, obviously, the big breaking news yesterday. uh, Friends, colleagues uh, over at News Hub, it was announced that they are potentially shutting down later this year, only a few months away. Yeah. Uh, For people who don't know, there was a big shake-up with what was TV3, and I think it's it can be confusing if you don't understand it, mm. but back in 2020, there was a big shift. There was a big, there was a big shake-up. There was a big old shake-up. So Discovery, you know, Discovery Channel, mm. they bought Warner Brothers, like distribution-y, TV-y stuff, mm. and then that new company, Discovery Warner, bought what was TV3 mm. off of MediaWorks. So they owned all of that. <clears throat> Sorry. They owned all of that, including News Hub. And yesterday they decided that News Hub would be no more. Mm-hmm. Um, that wasn't profitable. 
is what they said, um, which, you know, happens. But it's a really sad time. It's pro- quite distressing, obviously, mm. for these workers. Yeah. Who just, uh, you just go into work on a Wednesday and they're like, okay, bye, girl. Like, that is yeah, rough. Potentially 200 to 300 people yeah. could be losing their jobs. Including Mike McRoberts. That's Mike McRoberts. I'm going to swear, Mike motherfucking McFatherfucking Roberts. We know that guy. We love mm. that guy. Like, if he... Oof. Anyway, moving on to the facts about... Other than how I think Mike McRoberts is awesome. Um, it's a scary time, and you will see a lot of articles discussing how this affects democracy in New Zealand. And the reason for that is, is any newsroom closing down is presents a lot of challenges. You, as a person deserve to be able to check your news wherever you want to check your news. RNZ is obviously great and has all the info, but if you wanted to just make sure and feel better about it, you could go over to News Hub. Or maybe you're just a person who preferred News Hub's vibe. I just think that it's any newsroom closing is scary and it comes after Today FM got shut down mm. quite dramatically, providing one of the best radio quotes of all time. Um, this is a betrayal, comma, they've fucked yep, us. Yep. Amazing radio, but for the worst reasons, right? But yeah. it's, it's one of those things that I think we a lot of people may have come to understand the importance of having multiple news outlets during COVID and the pandemic when we saw large-scale misinformation. Um, it's just accountability, right? Everybody's able to hold other people accountable. Having multiple newsrooms around the country means that different newsrooms can hold other newsrooms accountable if they're reporting wrong or anything like that. It's very important. This is, again, there's been a lot of... They're really using this word proposed shutdown. Mm. Um, yeah. It's... it's So it is, in our, our favourite terms, allegedly closing down allegedly closing down there's a few some you know some of these employees over at news hub are calling for the government to step in Mm. and um, buy it out put some money in to support it um some members of parliament are saying no Mm. we didn't do the merger this is what it is Mm -hmm. so it's going to be a really interesting and somewhat scary time for the media industry Mm. um media industry has obviously suffered quite a lot compared to other industries post-covid and during covid i mean we saw a lot of magazines go down Mm. during covid and it's all come you know it all spins around into advertising revenue and people don't have money to buy advertising because of inflation and Mm. it all spins back into capitalism but we won't get into that today but it does and Mm. it's just it's just the facts of it. But I, I personally think journalism and good journalism is something that you're entitled to yep. as a citizen of a country with a functioning democracy, which we have, allegedly. It's, I didn't say anything wrong. Allegedly, we do. Uh, for more news as this story unfolds, because it is rapidly unfolding, I feel like uh, even just from last night when I went to bed to this morning, there is a ton of new uh opinion pieces and information that is coming out to stay up to date radio new zealand is your guy go to head over there stay up to date we'll do our best to keep you informed and um uh, definitely sending our our love and condolences over to our uh, uh our colleagues our friends, cousins if yeah, you will, yeah um, friends of fano over there who are affected by these potential changes and of course our condolences to evie as Married at First Sight could be they're, on the chopping block. They're talking about getting rid of Married at First Sight. Yeah. They're talking about getting rid of Married at First Sight in front of my face. They're talking about getting rid of Married at First Sight New Zealand. 
I can't. I can't. It's a serious thing. But Married at First Sight is very serious to me. My condolences. Thank you. Joining me now, my Westie Besties, Double Parked, brand new single, Leopard Print Coat, out. How are we? Oh, we're good. Bloody we good. see you came prepared. Oh, yeah. what? Me and the <laughs> little coat? Um, for the audio listeners, I am wearing a very stunning leopard print coat. I will describe it for you. It is leopard. It is fluffy. And I got it from Glassons like eight years ago. Um, Just thank Cheryl West from Outrageous Fortune. It's my vibe. I'm actually stoked that you brought that up, you know? Like, I just, I am, in my mind, I am Cheryl West. And I have this, like, crazy family that I'm, like, managing with, like, love but an iron fist. And it's like, nah, it's just, like, my flatmate and my cat. Yeah, like, no, but you're holding them together. <laughs> Um, do you guys want to introduce yourselves and what you do in the band? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, my name's Carlin. Uh, I play guitar in Double Parked. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm Ben. I also play guitar. And then I also produce a mix for us, which is, which is fun. It's good stuff. You're, very, you're a very necessary member of the band then, right? Like, you got the guitar and then who's going to mix it? Yeah. It's not like a bassist or anything. Yeah. Right? No, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been, it's been good as well because like, cause Ben joined us um, nearly a year ago as, as a guitarist. And, but before that, he was still producing us. Um, and just, I think, yeah, the difference, just having him through like the entire ro- uh, writing process of these new songs, it's just like, I feel like it's elevated us to like this whole other level. Yeah. Which has been yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's been pretty sick doing that. Hey? Do you kind of yeah. get like a, a better, bigger idea of the song to like mix because you've been there from the beginning and you're hearing those lyrics and thinking like, oh, I could do this. Yeah, I guess so. And it's like from the almost from like the, the start of the writing process, it's kind of like I got like a production idea like in the back of my mind, which is quite cool. So it kind of almost shapes the way we're writing sometimes, which is pretty sick. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I love a good like, collaboration. You know? Exactly. Woo, exactly. We love it. Um, so the name Double Parked, a reasonably self-explanatory in my view, um, but is there any deeper meaning to Double Parked <laughs> other than just like two drinks? Um, no, not really. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, when we, like, we've, we've been, we've been going for like, um, like, what is it, like two and a half years now and I think yeah, Chad, our drummer, he he came up with the name. I think he just thought it had a real good ring to it, and I, yeah, I reckon it does. It did, it did a bloody good job. <laughs> I think it does as well. It kind of also your music is quite. Um, it's like kind of surfy vibes, and but it's still kind of like I want to say punky, but there might be a little bit of a stretch. But like you're kind of like yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Like you're partying and you're you're probably drinking. You know what I mean? Um, so I, feel, I think the name is great. I think yeah. it works really well. Yeah, encapsulates the the, the spirit it's of the band. Yeah, and, and it's like you read like I was reading your your press kit. I love a good press kit, and it's like double park, and then the first like bolded word I saw was piha. I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, brand new single, leopard print coat. Um, tell me a little bit about it. There's a line in there like, oh, he's watching us, right? He's watching over me, I think Yeah, it is. who's watching you guys? Is it the PR killer? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have seen that, that documentary? Hello? I've heard about it. I haven't watched it. Oh, yet. you've got oh, I've, seen it. I've been yeah. desperate to talk to anyone about this doc. None of these guys will watch it, and they're like, stop talking. Because I've been talking about this whole thing since before the doco. As a Westie, I moved up from the hut to West Auckland because I'm a bogan. And I get out there and people start talking about this crazy shit in Pinkha. I'm like, well, let's get into What do you mean? Like, I'm at the RSA to this, like, 80-year-old man. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, tell me everything about it. Doco comes out. Shooketh. You've seen it? Mm, yeah, I love I've seen how the it, first yeah. three episodes are like a setup of what happened, and the last one is everyone being like, we know exactly who did it. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's that guy. Like, it's yeah. crazy. So, is it him or is it about someone else? Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, honestly, like, 
who I mean realistically I, I reckon that like some of the cases that are featured in the doco were likely accidents yeah but then some of them definitely weren't that's what I well, I just too. love how invested Bob Harvey is in the whole thing he's like pop off Bob eh? yeah I just <laughs> he's, wanna... he's gonna like work on this until his final breath so like honestly if the doco was just ha- just interviews of of him the whole time I'd I'd probably I'd love it even more probably mm. <laughs> anyway back to the song so who's watching <laughs> yeah who's watching Ben <laughs> it's actually my cat oh my god <laughs> go on yeah well this song's kind of just about how like sometimes you know when you're not having the the best of time just like a little thing can kind of just give you a nice little little burst of sunshine and so that little thing was my cat oh. he's the live print coat which sounds a bit dodgy he's I'm not turning him into a coat don't worry <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah so it's kind of, yeah, it's just my cat being the man. That's so <laughs> I have a cat and I love her so much, but I also hate her. Um, what type of cat is it? He's a Bengal. Oh, he's, so he looks cute. like a proper leopard. He's <laughs> he's gnarly though, eh? Like he's always attacking you. He's yeah. climbing up trees. He's chasing birds. Um, he makes so much noise. He's like crying all the time. He's he's great though. He's good fun. <laughs> Called him Ozzy after Ozzy Osbourne because he's just like. Bat crazy. Crazy. He's, he's Where's my drinks? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Who stole my beers? Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> if you get him a little girlfriend, you call it Sharon. Oh, that's a great <laughs> idea. Get my idea. At her, it'll be great. <laughs> should do, should do. Um, and the music video, tell me a little bit about it. It kind of represents, in my mind, almost a, a classic West Auckland evening, partying somewhere at a house party. I mean, I keep being like, party, party, West Auckland, drink, party. I'm like giving you guys a brand that I don't even know that you want, but like, tell me about the video. <laughs> yeah, well, like, I guess when we when we started out as a band, right, like, we were, um, like, mostly playing, like, house parties and all that kind of stuff, and, and you know, all throughout... Um, I mean, yeah, basically since we've, since we've started, like, we've had just our... our like I'll say uh, like our community of friends that have been at you know almost every single one of those gigs and you know they're almost sort of just a a part of just double parked as 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 we are Mm. um in terms of uh just you know the like the feeling of of being at like a double parked gig or whatever and we sort of just wanted to capture that in the video like you know we just put the word out to all of our friends who have supported us over the years and and just said hey we just want to capture some of that some of that magic on on film um, and that's what, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully we've done with it. That's yeah. awesome. I feel like um, a lot of the greatest of New Zealand bands have started very similar way of like we're just playing with our mates. It was like a friends thing. We'd all come to the house and the band would be playing, and they got huge, like six sixty, yeah. mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, who are yeah. not from West Auckland, <laughs> um, but similar start. Yeah, you guys, yeah, wanna, for you guys sure. want to be like you know the, instead of six sixty Saturdays, like double park Saturdays. <laughs> That'd be good. Play like Eden Park. Yeah, 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 we'll take it. Yeah, and sell out Western Springs. Or <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, I guess you know where those guys are come from. You know, the the Dunedin music scene. It's like super grassroots, and that's mm. yeah, again, very similar to um, to us. You know, like all of our shows for the first sort of like year and a half or whatever were mm. all yeah DIY and frothy little parties. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So definitely, definitely see the similarities there for sure. So yeah. Western Springs, here we come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tomorrow. Any minute now. Um, 
So since we're talking a lot about West Auckland and you guys, we're all Westie besties, we love it out there, I thought I'd do a quick quiz with you guys to see how much you truly know <laughs> about Waitakere <laughs> City, where all we right. all call home. All right. Um, yeah. Well, no pressure, right? Eh? Uh, yeah, no pressure at all. I actually did a game similar to this with um, Cassie Henderson. She's not from Henderson, but the bit was like, <laughs> your last name is Henderson, girl, you better know this. Yeah. And she didn't even know that you can't buy alcohol at the supermarket. She didn't even know that. Oh, wow. And I was like, you need to work on that last name, Queen. Love, she's yeah. <laughs> amazing EP awesome girl but I was like Queen Henderson you got to rip it yeah, I, yeah I guess if, if she's not actually living there then we'll give her a pass gotta sort out your namesake <laughs> alright question number one what is the population of West Auckland oh, get A, B, C and at D. least, at least no, five no you just got to guess <laughs> loose guess if you get close I'll give you a pass mm, West Auckland so there's what like there's what now like a million and a half in Auckland all around or so like should we say West Auckland I mean so how far does West Auckland go like is that out like to I guess that's something I mean that's know. something like, that all, you all the way to the coast all like, the, are we the talking whole of like what is legally considered Waitakere City oh Waitakere City like, okay. I mean like you know like pre-super city as well, like what was mm. the how many people oh I mean do we want to say like it's pretty dispersed. Like, do we want to say like two hundred thousand, or is that way under? Whatever you say, I'll agree with, mate. I'm Wait, clueless. I, I didn't put a time limit on this answer. I'm now thinking I should have. <laughs> two hundred thousand. Do you know what? Two hundred eighty-two thousand. Oh, what's that? I'll give you that. I'll give you that. That's right. pretty good. Uh, what is the last suburb that counts as West Auckland before you get into the central suburbs? Oh, um, so so Blockhouse Bay is yeah. not West Auckland. Right. So it would be. Like, it would be New Lynn slash, New Lynn slash Green Bay. Like, that would be... You are going to be absolutely shocked by this answer. You are going to die. It's Waterview. Waterview? Ah, yeah. true, Because, true. like... Oh, what? I know, because Waterview <laughs> is crazy. It's so close to town. It's two minutes from Point Chef. Yeah. But you still can't sell alcohol in, like, a dairy or supermarket in ah, Waterview. True. You have to go to Point Chef because Waterview still guns under the trust. So, technically, it's West Auckland. Can you believe? But, yeah, so... Fucked. So, but Avondale. Avondale counts as West Auckland. Yeah, man. Okay, so is that just Blockhouse Bay? But so Blockhouse Bay does as well because su- post Super City. Yeah, the right. Next shut all up. Yeah. But that wasn't that didn't used to be part of Waitakere City though, did it? I don't think so. Nah. Also, I didn't look okay. here. So, so we got a bit of a. People talk. So, I grew up out. In so the a bit of a technicality <laughs> there. So yeah. it wasn't Waitakere City, but is still technically West Auckland. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, crazy okay. how they organise that, eh? You've still got to pay for them bin tags. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, That's yeah, how true, I, like, figure true. out if I'm out west or not. Am I there tags on the bins? Yeah. Tags mm. on the bins. Um, what is the best mall in West Auckland? <laughs> no mall. <laughs> what, is, what, is, what is the best and worst mall in West Auckland? It's the best mall? I mean, okay. I guess you are going to say... West City. It's that weird Calston Mall with the supermarket in it. Oh. That's the best one because it's got actually got everything. You've yeah. got a countdown. There's a subway. There's a car park. There's a strange nail salon there's that I've never seen salon. a person in. Yeah. You can get a massage there. You can buy right. key rings. You get your phone repaired. It's true, also true. just the vibe is bizarre. I feel like most malls, most malls you can do that though. Yeah, but they're not as cool as the creepy Calston yeah, one. Yeah, true. You know? Too many people. Same vibe. See, no, that's what, that's my spot. I was I was in zone for Calston Boys, um, like growing up. So like that's like that countdown at the Calston Mall. That's that's, that's where, where that was the hang spot. That's where that I was, bought like ninety percent of my groceries in my life. Probably that's <laughs> awesome, man. That is a real <laughs> deep connection to the creepy little Calston Mall. Um, which famous New Zealand painter comes from West Auckland? Oh, oh. Mm. is 
I don't know, it's Dick Frizzell from West Auckland. I don't know. I, I can't think of too many. It sounds like I've known him from West Auckland with all my. I know I'm making you guys look really bad. I mean, like an artist. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think that this is the actual answer. But like, well, let's say Dick Frizzell. It was Colin McCann. Oh. One of the he set up shop in, in Titty City way back in the day before oh, anyone else lived okay. there really, and he's out in the bush painting these paintings that like everyone really likes. And like, I will go on the record and say I don't really get Colin McCann. Like, call me dumb if you want. Like, Ooh. if you're studying art history at Vic Uni and you're listening to this right now and you think like she's an idiot. <laughs> okay like I don't get it I don't think it's that good sorry you, like, you heard it here first folks and I live out there hot take I love where he was yeah. painting it's really beautiful if I could paint I would too but I'd do it better <laughs> <laughs> just a bit I've been wanting to do he's <laughs> <laughs> no, got the chance so what's up next for Double Parks what shows you got coming up what's the what's the promo release schedule for the Leopard Print Coat follow up are you guys all going to get Leopard Print Coats <sighs> I mean, we should. We, we should do. Because um, we've got a gig, not this weekend, next weekend, uh, 9th of March. 9th of March. Tuning Fork. Tuning Fork. Coast Arcade. Coast Arcade. Oh, I love Coast yeah. Arcade. Yeah, they're awesome. They're the best. Yeah, yeah we've, cool. we're super excited. It's also our first ever all-ages show that um, that we're playing as True. well. Um, but no, we're, we're stoked. Like, Double parked yeah. on the water. Yeah. 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 Um but no, we love Coast Arcade and we've been yeah, we've been sort of gearing up for this yeah. this gig for a while now. So yeah, um, yeah we're all, fan club's also playing as well. Yeah, um yeah, so that's yeah, 9th of March and then yeah, tomorrow, 1st of March, Leopard Plank Coat Ooh. comes out. So yeah, oh, we're, yeah, we're, yeah, very excited for that. Yeah. Um, it's been a long Stoked. time coming. Has been. Um, and then yeah, even even more new music coming out in April yeah. as well. We won't give you the exact date. We'll tease that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's <laughs> what that out a little bit. You don't have to reveal it on my show. You can go reveal it as well. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do that next week. On, uh, <laughs> uh, turning Fork, though, where would one be able to buy those tickets if they were to be able to... They were thinking, wow. You could do that through our... Uh, link on our Instagram bio it'll take you to a little um, what are they called link tree and mm-hmm, you can mm-hmm. click on the coast I believe it's mosh ticks you can get the tickets mm. for but yeah if you go on double park music uh, yeah all of the links are on our, our page and you can give us a follow so yeah, I mean, that's you're good totally too. allowed to give them a follow it's, yeah. no one's going to be mad at you no one will have be a mad go. Um, thanks so much for coming guys it's been great to meet you and have you here it's been really fun thanks awesome. so much thank thank you very much. can't wait for everyone to hear leopard print code yeah as the Wu-Tang Clan once said, killer bees on the swarm, researchers in Wairarapa have caught and compromised to a permanent end a large wasp nest the size of a car. I'm what? not even exaggerating. What do you mean it was the size of a car? It was. Let me pull up the exact dimensions. They believe it was between 100,000 to 200,000. Uh, Wait, it was wasps. wasps. 200,000 wasps. 1.8 meters long, 1.3 meters wide, and 96 centimeters tall, about the size of a double bed, built underneath a fallen pine tree. Literally, like triple the size of Mitty. My favorite quote here is when they said the amount of uh, wasps, they were like 100,000 to 200,000 workers who were all trying to kill us. Imagine. You know, we talk about on the show sometimes we have talked about like going up against like a swan mm. or a horse. Mm. Um, in your case, what how do, what are your odds against two hundred thousand wasps that are trying to kill you? I don't think they can. They they have. I know they have a venom, but I don't think that venom like can kill 
Oh, don't you have to get stung? Like, if you're allergic, obviously, yeah, goes without saying. But I do think that with anything like that, like, say you got bit by a snake that had the had venom, but the venom wasn't strong enough to kill you, but that snake bit you two hundred thousand times. Probably not. You're not gonna be well. You're not just gonna like go home and get into bed. Like, there's a stop off at A and E on the way home at the very least. I, I think I could take on a hundred thousand bees. I, I, I'd pay to see it. I think I could do it. Uh, yeah? I think I could what's do your, it. What's your strategy? Researchers should have hired me and my dad, and Just we would have gone down there with a can of links and a lighter, and I would have dealt to it. Do you know what? Did they try that? I don't think they did. I think like, they probably tried to take a humanitarian approach to the wasps. Did they see um, that TikTok girl who goes and gets them bees? They Because they could have tried that, be real friendly <laughs> to the wasps, and be like, oh, these poor little wasps, and like, put them in a wee truck. Because here's the thing, right? Bees are important to the world's infrastructure we love we bees. need bees we love bees but wasps are they because they don't produce honey i no. don't think they pollinate like that no, no, they're no. just pure murderers they're straight up haters like yeah. they are ops to everybody um at my old flat where you see it wasps nests it's a really hard thing for me to say with the lisp mm. wasps nests you aced it yeah that ooh. um and they were so difficult to like get rid of and like we call our landlord and he was this real old man who insisted on doing everything himself. He's up there on the ladder, like, whacking it down in, like, a little bee suit. Mm. He's, like, 100 years old. We're like, I don't know if this guy should be on a ladder, like, whacking, swinging at wasps. Yes, like, and we're just sitting inside, like, he has enough money, definitely, to pay someone else to do this. Because yeah. we know how much the rent is. Um, but he got <laughs> them. I mean, at the end of the day, I think if that guy can do it, these were two researchers like, can. No, so apparently these wasps were becoming a real nuisance to local beekeepers um, because wasps, uh, apparently I'm finding this out, they kill bees. <gasps> yeah. Well, they why do we the have ops. them then? So uh, these researchers basically went down, did a bit of research on the wasp's nest and then to a permanent end terminated the wasp problem, which is good news because I was wondering if they were just going to relocate them and I was like, where would you relocate them? But apparently this is becoming more and more commonplace as climate change continues to progress, which is great news. If you are afraid of wasps, recycle. I was going to say it's got to be it's gonna be climate change, yeah. isn't it? Oh, right. Because we're warm and humid mm. and icky you know what it's getting cooler though it is, I'm it is loving it it's getting into layer season whoop, whoop. i don't know i got off the plane obviously on monday from 34 degrees i was outside yesterday it was i checked it i was shivering and i checked the temperature it was 23 degrees i was shivering mm. i like a 23 22 23 mm. don't mind that 24 and up i'm over it mm. i'm from wellington my family are from yeah wellington the british midlands yeah wellington's cool. advertised like 22 so yeah, yeah. no honestly on well in wellington you actually can't be welly on a good day 22 degrees we're like it's boiling everyone's at the beach one time they sold out of gelato in the whole city because we had like four days in a row of some mm. which like hadn't happened in like a hundred years or something mm. No gelato. Regular ice cream? Readily available. But it's Wellington, darling. Everyone had to get a gelato. They couldn't just get a little ice cream. It had to be gelato. Everyone in Wellington is lactose intolerant. Honestly, I met way more lactose intolerant people in Wellington than I have anywhere else. Mm. And like, I, did, I wasn't lactose intolerant as a kid. I am now. But that's why I went to Korea and didn't eat a real dairy product for like three mm. and a half years. Drank one hot chocolate. Shat my pants. Never been the same. Never been the same. How did we get here? I don't know. <laughs> hey, shout out to those researchers who dealt to the wasps. You are, I respect your uh, pedigree of violence. 
Joining us on the show, our illustrious guest who came through with Double Parked. Very grateful to introduce uh, our illustrious Tom Grew. How's it going, Ace? Oh, glad to be here, man. Thank you so much. It's a it's a real honor to meet you after watching and seeing your photography for the last couple of years. Um, to meet the man behind the camera <laughs> is quite a sick thing. Um, I, I we actually I think we were wanting to catch up with you because I had Juju Lips in last uh, yeah. year and i saw the music video that was so thank good, you i appreciate man. that i, I want to for people who don't know who you are and, and what you do how did you get into photography and was it weddings <laughs> it was not weddings okay i guys. have like a hard no wedding rule yeah yeah like, good. i just <laughs> <laughs> i um so like i for a while have been more on like the film side of things mm. uh, i did a lot of work with my brother who's a director mm. and i was like editing for him mm. and i kind of as the years went by i wanted to do more music stuff and i didn't really do photography until maybe like 2019 late 2019 oh, wow. and that was the first time i was kind of started picking up a camera mm. uh to take photos and i i realized i was like i want to work with artists and i found it was almost the best way to get in with artists was just to hit them up and be like, Hey, like if you're in the studio, um, you know, can I come in take some photos like pressure free, mm. you know, it's not like a shoot. It's, yeah. you know, so yeah, that was one of the first things that started me off with photos and also live music. Like mm. that was, you know, I, I got a little taste of that for the first time. Yeah. Um, shooting video actually, but I was like, yo, this is who was that for? Do you remember? It was actually because I had a relationship with Live Nation, kind of like on and off, just through with my brother mm. with video stuff. But they needed, um, they had a festival set at Spark, which was late 2019 with Juice World, oh, wow. Little Pump. So we shot that, and I was a big Juice World fan, mm. and yeah, I was you know in the pit, and it was just like. Yeah, Whoa. That you know, like just that feeling. And so that was probably the thing that really kicked all of that off. Uh, and then from there, I just, I was like, I really just want to shoot any show I can. Mm. And then this was like early 2020. So yep. that got put on hold for a while. Yeah. Yeah. That's unfortunate. That would have been a, a what, like two years maybe without live gigs? Three? Well, it, it, with international. Oh, so yeah. like, I mean, near the end of 2020, I came out and I was like ready to go mm. and just shooting local artists um but yeah it was only like mid 2022 that the internationals started coming back in mm. and so it's only been you know not even two years of having those types of shows again mm. so but you have been booked and busy dude <laughs> i feel like every time i look at a concert photo i scroll down i see your name as a credit like how do you just like on average how many shows do you think you go and shoot in a month um it does depend i think mm. we go through like you know ebbs and flows in new zealand it's yeah. not super consistent but it's probably i'd say on average it might only be like a couple times a week so mm. i'd say maybe like between like eight to ten times a month it's still a lot yeah. like, for, for, for concert like going to gigs and things like that yeah because like, i mean it is like work but it's also like i feel like it's on top of like all the other work i do so like i'll mm. do like a full shoot of the day or In something the day, and yeah, then i'll like jump off to the show but um but man like there's no it's such an adrenal, adrenaline rush mm. like I, I it's the one thing I'm never too tired for mm. you know like I can just absolutely be gone but if I know there's a show that I want to shoot like I never 
dread leaving the house. Yeah. You know, like, it's like most things, even though you love it, like, you wake up and you're like, oh, okay, I got this thing, I got to go. Yeah. But, like, yeah, like, never for live gigs. Yeah. Do you, I, I imagine then, then you just have, like, a real, true, honest passion for music. Yeah. Because you couldn't do that if you didn't have a love for music. And I noticed, too, you it's not like you you do work with just one genre of artists. Mm. You're across the board. Do you consider yourself somebody who's, like, very open to all genres of music? Yeah, definitely. Mm. Like, I definitely came more from, like, a hip-hop, like, background. Mm. And, you know, a lot of the time my heart still sits there. But I definitely, like was making conscious decision with shows like at first i was mostly just interested in shooting hip-hop artists mm. and then i was doing the odd one that wasn't and then i think it was when i shot do a leaper that that kind of cracked open just like a whole different world and i was like oh actually this is sick mm. as well and it's definitely expanded my music taste as well like yeah. i've always been pretty genre fluid but i definitely mm. like up until like the past couple of years was like really hip-hop heavy and so, yeah, like, it's it's really cool just going to different shows and seeing different crowds, you know? Yeah, yeah, it would be totally different atmospheres yeah. and things like that. Hey? You're so used to, like, the kind of people you'd see at shows, you know, you'd go to see. Mm. But it's actually really lovely, and you can kind of feed off their energy. Because it's like, I don't know who this artist is, but this whole crowd is just really geared and ready to go. Mm. So, like, it does give you that perspective, which you don't usually get. So, yeah, I've really appreciated that has there been an artist that you didn't really know much about before you went to their show and then afterwards you like fell in love with their music oh who would that be i've definitely had i mean this is he is hip-hop but like i um last year loyal kana um and not that i didn't like his music before Mm. but that was maybe the best show i've ever been to like just from a crowd perspective and mm. from like it was like the sold out t- town hall yeah town hall is a, is, is a very yeah. intimate special venue too eh? like yeah and it was like it was at the end of like i'd done like six shows in a row that week and it was the last one and i was so tired mm. and like it was just like the room was electric like he yeah. you could see he was like almost emotional mm. and feeding off the crowd and the crowd was just like happy you know like i think crowds can be hit or miss sometimes yeah, yeah. i think we're getting a bit better again but like it it was just like i carlin was actually there with me and i oh, turned yeah. to him i was like bro i don't think i can leave like because <laughs> you know because i was going to just duck out after i shot Finish, it yeah. you know yeah. like and get home and to edit the photos but i was like bro <laughs> yeah i wanted to go to that gig so bad yeah. he, he is somebody who's like really just can really convey emotions through music and things yeah. like that he seems like a real genuine dude too. Like, yeah, every yeah. time he spoke, I loved him more. You yeah. know, like it was just you know sometimes like an artist I play music and you're like this is cool and then they'll start speaking and I'm like, uh, you know, why are you saying that? Like you know, yeah, like I'll just yeah, say yeah, some yeah, weird yeah. things. Like, but every time he spoke, I was like, bro, like <laughs> I feel you, man. Like, I, yeah. you know, it's like it kind of reminded me a bit of like you know seeing Tom Scott or like Avondale Bowling Club. You know, mm. like every time he speaks you know there's such like an authentic passion and like you feel the crowd just rallying behind mm. what they're saying yeah there's, there's that sort of space of, especially in hip-hop that space of artists that are like there's a sincerity to them yeah that elevates them above the rest loyal and tom scott are both artists that i think do a really good job of that yeah where people feel like attached to that person yeah as well when when it comes to doing i don't know maybe this is like a real like film nerd sort of like <laughs> question but like when it comes to going to shows and you're photographing, is there a 
do you ever consider how you're capturing emotion through the shots that you're taking? Yeah, I mean, for me, that's, like, that's the entire thing. Mm. So, like, I guess, like, when I started... It's kind of, like, it's interesting because, like, at a lot of shows, you'll have, like, heaps of people... Sh- like, maybe, like, there could be, like, five photographers, mm. sometimes less. Um, and you see, like, five different perspectives of the show, which mm. is awesome, you know? Like, and and I think when I started, you look at other people's photos and you're like, oh, like, they got that, that jump shot or, like, mm. you know, that big moment. And, like, you kind of... When you're shooting shows, you're, like, on edge waiting for that stuff. Yeah. And I think, for me, it really clicked when I stopped worrying about that. And I kind of... I feel like my main job is to convey how I'm feeling mm. and like what's happening in the room rather than like documenting like, you know, that stuff. And often, you know, like if artists are like high energy and they're jumping around, if they're doing like big jumps and stuff, often I'll take the photo. And I'm like, yeah, I got it. Mm. But if the lighting doesn't match and like elevate the feeling of that, I often just don't use it, you know? Yeah, like, so yeah. it's like, it, it really helped me kind of just relax it shows mm. and just you know so for me like i think if i feel you know more emotion looking at a photo that then i feel like that's kind of closer to what i'm trying to do mm. yeah so it's like it's a pretty cool place to be you know like mm. and that's how i see it you know it's just like trying to translate that feeling yeah rather than like oh here's what happened on yeah the night, you know yeah I, I think you did a really good job of that with the sanford photos oh thank I you i really man. enjoyed those photos like i i went to sanford's gig at um power station like Oh, like in 2017. Yeah, yeah man. And it, I, to this day, I consider it one of the best live gigs I've been to because he yeah. was just, he's super talented. Bro. And his stage presence is unreal. And when I saw those photos, I like, I felt them. Thank you. You know, because I've, yeah. I've been to his yeah. show before. So when I saw this one, I was like, that's how I feel when I see that type yeah, of show. Yeah, I appreciate that, bro. That means a lot. Yeah. I mean, bro, what a show. Like, yeah. uh, he's such, again, such an authentic artist. Mm. You know, like every time he spoke... I was just like, man, like, like his, I've got his vinyl, like, we play that around the house the whole time. Like, my mm. toddler sings only. Oh, but he, really? He says, Omi. That's <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Yes, like, that's adorable, man. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm down for the, any of those artists who are in the, like, dad era, like Sampha and Kendrick. I, and I want to talk to you a bit about, because we had Connor Pritchard come through a couple months mm. ago, and he's made a similar, not a transition, but I suppose it's a transition that you have. Yeah. Into music managing. Yeah. Because... And, like, when I first heard that he was managing Naughty, I was like, that's strange. Like, I was, like, a, a photographer or a director, like, yeah. doing managing. But the more I spoke to him, it made sense. You have recently taken it up. Yeah. What pushed you to go into that realm of managing musicians? Yeah, good question. Like, for me, it never really had occurred, mm. ever. Like, I, I knew that I was struggling sometimes when I worked with artists. Just sometimes, and it's like, sometimes people want things. And in my head, I'm like it's not always like the right thing. Like Mm. I don't think it's going to help, you know, sometimes I'll make a video and I'm like, I don't think a cool video, you know, like just on its own is, is always like the right move or the right path. Mm. And so like, I was actually with, so Carlin from double pikes, one of my closest mates, we were at Coachella last year. Oh wow. And we were, (laughs) so this is kind of how it all began, but we were watching gorillas on the Friday night. And I was just like, you know, everything's a bit elevated and uh, we're, absolutely just blown away mm. and i kind of like just turned to him and i was like bro i was like i should manage your band <laughs> and he was like bro. <laughs> and, On and, board, eh? and i was On just like board. seeing it so clearly and i was like it made so much sense mm. but then i kind of let it sit for a while because i was like i don't really like to rush into decisions yeah. like if i do something i want to do it properly um so you know we kind of simmered for a bit um he started spreading the word around the band and then oh, they were yeah. kind of all had started approaching me. And then, yeah, and it all kind of came together. 
Um, it just felt right, you know? Um, but yeah, I just love the idea of being able to craft something from the start. And yeah. I'm a real, like, big picture thinker. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, I, I get quite grandiose, and the boys can probably confirm that. Like, I'm, I'm always trying to pitch really big ideas to them because I'm like, it's the only way to, I think, achieve big things is you have to get in that mindset mm. and go, how do we you know get there mm. you know you can't just be like oh yeah i want to be a big band yeah because i just yeah. don't think that's like like tangible you know so i'm like how do we how do we get to coachella mm. you know in five years you know what's that path look like so that's kind of how i think and no so now i'm trying to learn like all the things in between yeah, you know you know because you can't just like you know talk big talk you know like you actually have to figure yeah. stuff out how do i upload a song to spotify <laughs> yeah. like yeah i know yeah. it's like once i figure that out then maybe we can you know yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh also uh i'm sure the boys are pretty stoked about having a director photographer yeah, for a manager yeah. naughty when i was talking to naughty and he's like yeah we did three music videos this week and i was yeah. like Gee, so i'm sure the boys are pretty stoked about that right they need yeah. to shoot it's it, handy it does help you know yeah. but like when we did this stuff like we um like i shot we it didn't it was all pretty low-key mm. um we any funding was just from ourselves mm. and the videos we just shot on super eight for me I, again Jeez. i was like i don't want to you know i don't want to do a big grand clever video because mm. i think the best thing we can do right now is just be authentic yeah and you know like not try and get too cute with it yet mm. and i think so, so i did the video but even like for the photos for the cover art i got jared tenetti to do it because mm. i was like it just i just thought he was the right person for it yeah you know so again like thinking like a manager it's mm. like oh like it's not always doesn't always have to be me yeah and it does help that i'm there because i can do a lot of stuff and i can still shoot yeah but in this case i was like you know like it is cool to kind of be like oh cool like maybe i don't do that but I know this person will get the vibe right. And he, he did. He's amazing. So Having, I, I suppose, with your eye for photography and knowing other photographers, you'd be able to find the right person pretty easily. Yeah, right? and like, it's more like know. creative direction, which is kind of yeah. what I'm interested in as well, you mm. know, like, is the kind of, like, the overall vision. And same with the live shows. Like, I'm really interested in crafting live shows like you know going to so many shows you'd have a pretty good ear for it you know yeah like, you know oh. i'm like I, I i know what feels good you mm. know like and often it's not big things you know but sometimes artists they'll come out and you're just like oh like you're doing yeah. something different and you know i will say that probably the best gig i ever went to was nas did a tour for illmatic oh, the 20th yeah. anniversary of, uh, i think it was at palace station too and the bit, the reason that uh, that show was so special to me is because in between each song, he just sat down, yeah, on stage and spoke Sick. about the song. And it's those Sick. little, it's the little thing. I don't yeah. like as a as a viewer, pyrotechnics are kind of, bro. You know, doesn't like, do it for me. Nah, yeah, you know, I'm just kind of like CO2 nah. cannons. Like, yeah, nah. <laughs> we see them at rugby fields all the time. You know, yeah, like, yeah. I'm just like <sighs> totally, man. But those little intimate moments, they they mean a lot. And yeah, I'd imagine with all your years of experience, it's like you'd have that keen eye for it i'm really grateful um for you coming through and, and, and taking time out to chat with us but before you go i just wanted to know what advice would you give to other young people that are wanting to sort of get into the same field as you or maybe live mm. photography of gigs and things like that what advice do you think they should know yeah i think it's a really hard one because there's no real clear path mm. and it's like there's a lot of people gunning like for like the bigger shows so my best advice is to shoot as much as you can in small venues you know reach out to local artists local venues just like you know there's some young people out there who are doing that right now and they're doing really well and it's just be at everything mm. and get 
you'll get so much better and just keep building it up you know like i think sometimes people come in and they want to cover like the big show which is cool like it's supernatural but it's like you show people that you're like really committed and also like you cut your teeth in small venues it's like comedians when they like touring like small venues before doing a big special it's like the light's dark you know it's small and packed and it's really hard to get like really crisp photos so if you can shoot on those venues and get sick photos the second you get to mount smart it's almost like whoa like this is (laughs) you know like but it's like just you know keep pushing and keep pushing like like how you see your perspective on it Mm. you know like and keep experimenting like i made a rule for myself beginning of last year not to edit in black and white if the lighting was bad because that's like a real classic thing, you know, you just like it. bad light, black and white. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, no, nah, I want to get better at color, you know, like I don't want to just switch off if it's too hard. Mm. So I forced myself to not get it in black and white, unless I thought it was, you know, mm. like a good black and white photo. Mm. So I, I found that really helpful. It was just like a piece of editing kind of as a goal, as a um, challenge for that. Yeah. Where can uh, listeners keep up to date with you and see some of your work? Uh, mainly Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I have TikTok, but I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I you, dude. Yeah. Are, you, are you doing like a day in the vlog? Or are you oh, up to see, that I, I just don't think that's me. I, yeah, like, I, I post enough. some stuff on there, but I try to keep it. Like, yeah, I, I think I, yeah, Instagram's definitely the best place. Yeah. We'll chuck a link uh, to that up on our Instagram story. But again, thank you so much for joining us. My today, pleasure. Guys. Thank you so much for having me, man. Yesterday, obviously, there was a large number of very important news that came out. The news hub closures, uh, changes to the smoke-free laws, potential for semi-automatic weapons to come back. It was not a slow news day. That's what I'm saying. Not at all. Not a slow news day. Uh, Another incredibly important story to come out yesterday was Parliament has passed the legislation to abolish the Māori Health Authority. Uh, Under urgency, the first two readings passed with support of the three coalition parties on Tuesday, with debate ending for the night at 10pm. Further debate and a vote on the third reading took place on Wednesday morning, passing 68 votes to 54. The pay order, disestablishment of the Māori Health Authority Amendment Bill was introduced under urgency, prompting cries of outrage from the opposition. What people may not understand about this, if you've missed it, totally fine, because it gets a bit confusing with coalitions and Mm. and whatnot and whatnot. This was something that the ACT Party, um, as well as, you know, what's come up also with rediscussing what's in the treaty, Mm -hmm. that's what the ACT Party said, you will give us this or we will not be part of your coalition. So Mm. when you're forming a government, um, much like Labour did with NZ First, and Greens a few elections back, much like what National Act and NZ First, once again, um, have done in this election, is you you have to make compromise, you have to make deals, mm. you have to make sure everyone's happy. So for those wondering, how does something like this just happen and go through so quickly? Mm. Because, again, it did go through quickly under urgency. Um, this was because the Act Party came to the table and said give us this Mm. and so national and nz first would have agreed okay we will vote for that i actually Um, believe if i remember correctly but don't quote me on this i think this was actually something that national discussed as well because as uh health minister dr shane retti called it uh, a narrow bill which was canvassed at length 
on the campaign trail and the bill meets their 100 day commitment and delivers on their yep. intent uh he was speaking this on the outside of the bill's first reading so this was something that they had talked about yep. at length during the campaign trail uh on their way to election and this is part of their 100 day deal they had a lot of things that they plan to implement within the first 100 days of getting into parliament and this is one of those things there are plenty other things i think the smoke-free law changes were part of that hundred days uh yeah i think yeah they originally said uh foreign buyers in a hundred days but nz first said no to that Ah, so that's why that's not happening and that Mm. is also why um i keep saying as a joke smoking's back on the menu boys Mm. that's how i've been describing this piece of legislation. Um, it is not the politically correct way to explain the no. piece of legislation, but if you're confused about it, that's smoking's back on the menu, boys. Um, I believe that that was part of the deal of NZ First have always been quite openly anti-foreign buyers. Mm. So the way that they were making up um, what gains that would have mm. was NZ First have always been anti these anti-smoke laws. Mm. They, they believe that people should be able to have a ciggy. That's mm. their view. So um, that was the compromise they made. Mm. This, this Māori Health Authority one, yeah, again, it's an act policy, it's a national policy, it's something they agree on. So here it is. Uh, the Māori Health Authority, for those who don't know, was established only two, three years ago? Yeah, it was in, so it was in the last Labour government um, that we that they set up the Māori Health Authority. Mm. Um, so it was, it was short-lived. Mm. The, the Māori Health Authority was proposed to positively impact Māori health income uh, outcomes within the health system, prioritising them um, as uh, Māori health outcomes have notoriously been in a bad place. Um, however, if you want to learn a little bit more about what the Māori Health Authority is and what this bill passing means for you, again, your go-to is Radio New Zealand. Head to the website or download the app rnz.co.nz. That's the place to find out more. I got you. Brand new episode is out as Ooh. of yesterday. It's um, I don't know if you saw the cover photo that I picked for the episode. Oh, the whoever that is, that dude is jacked to the tits. Just this real muscly, oiled up man. Honestly, I'm just gonna be real with it. He's sexy as. F- yeah, he's a beautiful <laughs> like chocolate covered man. Super sexy man, and yeah. I made him the cover photo, so you should go watch it even just for that. But it is really funny. Uh, yep, the latest episode is available now on all of our streaming services, our social media apps Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. While you're there, give us a like, give us a follow, stay up to date. That is about all the time we have for today's show. Thank you so much for tuning on in. Uh, Power Cut, we haven't had. Any news? I'm assuming everything's good. No one's said anything about it. No, but I haven't heard a fire alarm. Not Nobody's a evacuating. So I think we're good. We're good. You know what? It could be one of those things. We'll leave the room, right? Mm. And this was the only room unaffected by, like, a tornado. Mm. You know? A tornado. And um, everyone's gone, girl. Yeah. I mean, <gasps> I hope not. It's like a young Christ. adult fiction novel and I'm Jennifer Lawrence. Who's playing you in the post-apocalyptic movie that I've now decided who's we're in? Who's playing me? Yeah, who's playing you? Jennifer oh, Lawrence is I mean, obviously playing me. Look, they're not a great person, um, but it's definitely... Uh, who's the guy from um, Jurassic Park and Community? Oh, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. It's it's not, he's in um, Parks and Rec. Yeah, it's definitely Chris Pratt. Yeah, Chris Pratt probably... Oh, not Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt again, though. That movie was not... Oh, good. that wasn't a good movie. <laughs> that was not a good movie. The concept was cool, Great, but it was like... There was no mistake. Well, when's the movie so, starting was my question. I felt the like the, if they had not revealed... And I watched a video essay on this. Had they not revealed that he was the one who woke her up, 
had they revealed that later, it would have been a 20 times better film. Yeah, not him walking around with all the sleeping people and picking the prettiest one to wake up, Queen. It was a little weird. Just a little bit. I was a little bit... Yeah, and then at the end it was like, yeah, but you know, like, I actually loved you in the end and it was like, yeah, but like, off, uh, whatever. It's like, mm. <laughs> it was it was a weird experience, but yeah, it would be it would be him. I thought you'd probably. pick like Ryan Gosling. He's not a ranger. You can die here. Chris Evans, maybe. Be cool with that. Yeah, was you, it Chris? He looks like you. Why did you laugh when you said that so hard? Not Chris Evans. Um, who's the Australian ones? The oh, Hemsworth the brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go with the yeah, Hemsworth yeah, brother. Yeah, I feel like do. I could, I could potentially definitely yeah. um, not Liam. The other one, Chris. Mm. You'd be a Chris. Yeah. Liam's too scrawny girl. Mm. Yeah, right. Yeah, Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> um, Chris Hemsworth when he played Fat Thor. Oh, I thought he looked hot as Fat Thor. He did look hot I don't know why everyone was... I thought he looked better, personally. I'm not into the, like, (laughs) oh, he's so, like... He's ridiculously just fit. It's just unreal. Can we do a PSA real quick, actually, before we wrap up? Those men in those movies, that is not natural what they have, girl. You like, I feel like we've always had issues with women's body image in these movies, but we're used to it. Mm. Now they're doing it to the men because, like, they, it's not. I heard that, like, a lot of men can't get roles in Hollywood if they're not willing to take their shirt off. Oh. Yeah, like men, like, because now it's just like a given that, like, a man's going to have to take a shirt off and do, like, an ab scene. But apparently, a lot of men are losing roles because they're not willing to take their shirts off to, like, oh. do the washboard abs. But I will want to shout, I do want to shout out one of my favorite actors who I think is hot as shit um, the dude who played Jack Re- Reacher um, Re- so I, John Krasinski? The, no 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 no. that's Jack Ryan Jack oh, Reacher the dude who plays him is like 6 foot fine who's that? Um, Alec Alex Rickerson or Alan Rickerson or something like that I'm going to show you a photo after this the dude is huge I, looks like a NFL player but just washboard abs beautiful face and uh, he's uh, he's cute and funny which I thought was like a huge. Oh my god! I think you're so rich. Yeah, regret. I'm like, well, like tech. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm comfortable enough in my sexuality to think that other dudes are handsome. I think like, it's. I think it's weirder when people are like, "I'm straight. I don't. I would never say he's hot. It's like it's he's clearly hot." Like, yeah. Well, you like I forget forget all the things that he's done on a personal level, but you didn't see one of those adverts of Brad Pitt for a fragrance with his long hair and his little mustache and think, "Oh boy," you didn't. As a dude, like, come on, like now you're now you're more sus to me if you're not just willing to accept that like another dude is attractive. Do you not find yourself attractive? Mm. Is that not something you're supposed to look? We're gonna hold it there. Mm. We got to hold. Before I get too passionate, to there's a lot to say. We, 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 we're gonna actually we're gonna we'll pick this up. Later. We're gonna circle back later. next week. Uh, thank you so much for tuning on in. Big thank you to our guests, Double Parked, Tom Grew. We appreciate you as always. Until we see you next time, we say Tolfa Soi for and Kate. See you next Tuesday.